Everyone, this is John Lasher from Partners in Health, Sierra Leone. Today is Thursday, April 16th. Today, there were two new cases confirmed in the country, bringing the total number of cases up to 15. Uh, both of the cases were healthcare workers, and one of them is the first case in Kenema District. I'm really excited about today's update. We're joined by Mauna Agbenitor, who's the mental health lead for Partners in Health, Sierra Leone. Mauna has been working over the last year to launch the mental health program in Kono District, both in the community and at Wellbody Clinic and KGH. She's going to be sharing an update about what the mental health team has been doing over the last year, as well as how the team is adapting to the coronavirus outbreak. In addition to that, Mauna is going to share some tips about how to stay healthy from a mental health perspective during the coronavirus outbreak. And finally, Mauna will then lead us through a guided meditation, uh, which will help ground us and help relieve some of the anxiety and stress we might be feeling uh, during this outbreak. Most of the people listening to the audio updates are people from our program anyway, so everyone knows you. But for those who might have accidentally <laughs> found themselves on YouTube on this uh, audio update, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how long you've been working at Partners in Health um, and your background? Sure. So my name is Malina Ekbenitor. I am an adult and child and adolescent psychiatrist. I've been working for Partners in Health for a little over a year. Um, I'm half Sierra Leonean, half Ghanaian, but that's um, being half Sierra Leonean, that's why I wanted to come and work in Sierra Leone. Amazing. Um, and so you're leading a mental health team. It's a new mental health team um, in Sierra Leone. Can you talk a little bit about what the mental health team is focused on? Um, and then we can hear a little bit more about what they're doing to re uh, respond to the coronavirus. Sure, so right now on the team, we have me as a psychiatrist, one program manager, um, three clinicians, three other clinicians. One is a community health officer. The other two are psychiatric nurses um, from Nigeria who were brought um, under ECOWAS exchange. And then three psychosocial counselors and eight community, community health workers. And the work that we do, at least in Kono District, is um, centered around Wellbody Clinic and the mental health clinic at Koidu Government Hospital. So um, at Koido Government Hospital, we're seeing patients in the clinic on an outpatient basis. We're also addressing any psychiatric or mental health needs of patients on the wards through consults. Um, and we also go into the community and do home visits for patients who have more severe illness and are, and are unable to come to the clinic. And then also we have a special program where we are particularly engaging homeless um, individuals with mental health problems and there we provide a more intense supportive program where other than um, medication and counseling treatment we're also supporting them with acute needs such as food shelter and clothing and then at well body clinic um the we have three chws who are placed there out of the eight um and so they also participate in um the homeless program engaging patients through that and um also supporting the work there around patients with epilepsy and mental illness who receive treatment there like any other patient would at Wellbody. 
And is the homelessness situation in Kono similar to the homelessness situation in the U.S.? Or what, what's the burden like for homelessness and, and why are people homeless? Yeah, I think um, homelessness definitely looks different in Sierra Leone compared to the U.S. In the U.S., you'll see um, a lot of places, unfortunately, where there'll be many homeless people who are congregating. Um, so they're kind of like sites the number of homeless homeless individuals is so large. There are areas where they'll come together. Um, in Sierra Leone, the numbers, at least in Kono, the numbers of homeless individuals are, don't seem to be at the level um, as in U.S., which is good. Generally, um, I think that's because a lot of times families um, and communities really support one another to kind of take care of each other so that... Um, People aren't left on their own. Even the homeless individuals that we've engaged, it's been very, um, fairly easy to find a caregiver in the community to um, help take help us to take care of them. But generally, the reasons why people are homeless are they've been displaced from their original home, which has been far away. So they're from another city or they're from a village that's further away. Um, and sometimes because of the mental illness, they may not remember where their family is or how to get back in touch with them. Um, I'm sure a lot of this displacement, um, a, lot, a lot of our patients were displaced due to the war, the civil war. And um, again, due to being ill, weren't able to find their way back to families, to their families. Um, so yeah. Wow. The situation facing you know, mental health in Sierra Leone, I imagine, is even more complicated it's because of the civil war and the trauma. That's a very recent trauma. Um, and then also even more recent is the Ebola outbreak. What are you seeing as mental health issues that you're dealing with most, mostly at, at KGH Wellbody and, and around the communities? Sure, yeah, so trauma is definitely an important piece. I will say that because the trauma is so collective though, it's kind of like a baseline. So we don't, we rarely see patients who the primary complaint is some type of trauma symptom. It does happen, but it's not the primary complaint. A lot of what we're seeing is that um, people have other psychiatric illnesses and trauma is kind of something that is worsening the situation or worsening those symptoms. And that could be due to Many, many factors, one could be kind of the collective nature of the trauma, so people don't recognize really that um, this is a mental uh, health issue that can get treatment. And two, also could be that due to being a relatively new program, a lot of times you find that when mental health programs are being established, the first kind of um, types of diagnoses that come in are the ones that are most noticeable, like psychosis, or in the case of Sierra Leone epilepsy, since um, and Sierra Leone epilepsy is um, under mental health. Um, so we see a lot of patients with psychotic symptoms and with epilepsy because those are more noticeable. I'm sure as the program continues, there'll be um, greater and communities learn of our services and are more familiar with what is mental illness. There'll be more patients coming in with kind of quieter, not as obvious 
mental health issues such as depression and anxiety and occasionally trauma where people can kind of suffer with these illnesses um, without others being aware. What are kind of the biggest accomplishments or the, the biggest transformations or biggest changes you've seen in the year since you've launched this mental health program? Oh, so many. I'm so proud of our team. We work really, really hard and we um, really work together as one team and one unit. Um, definitely one accomplishment would be the our street psychiatry program um, because that was something that was started around little less than a year ago and there's been a, a lot of great strides um, in that in terms of we've re reunited a lot of patients with their families. Um, we've provided shelters to some patients, and a lot of the patients are getting better clinically from um, their mental illness because a lot of the patients um, have psychotic disorders. Um, and it involves every member of the team, every level, and for all of us to work together as one unit. So I'm really proud of that work and the way that it's continuing. Um, and I think it's really important to continue um even within the context of coronavirus. Um, I also think that um, the number of patients we see at the mental health clinic at KGH has greatly increased too since um, the team has been assembled. And so that's also um, indicative of the way that the communities are learning about the services that we provide and are willing to engage with um with the clinic and also so it points to the quality of work that we we give too. And how's the team holding up right now given the coronavirus epidemic? I think uh, much like everyone else in Sierra Leone and around the world there's some um, anxiety um, absolutely about um, personal being personally infected with coronavirus how this is affecting your family you know, a lot of um, a lot of the structures and systems we rely on in society, such as schools, going to markets, things like that, have had to be shut down. And so, um, like things like childcare are now new, newer concerns than they were before. So I think that's all lend lending to some general anxiety. But we do a lot of talking with the team about recognizing that anxiety and self care relaxation techniques you can do, problem solving and supporting one another through this. So overall, I think we're doing well, but there's some understandable anxiety there. And are there any changes to the program you guys have made or are there any specific uh, programs that you're starting because of coronavirus? Yes, absolutely. There's been some changes to the way we provide programs just in order to maintain the safety of the staff and of the patients. So um, we've reorganized the clinic space so that people are able to socially distance um, the appropriate amount of, of meters, around two meters from one another, um, providing hand-washing um, facilities out, right outside of the clinic so that all those who enter are able to wash their hands before coming and after leaving. And then the way that we approach our community work has also um, been adapted. So we're really um, telling staff to not go into people's homes unless there's some medical emergency situation um, and um, definitely and reinforcing IPC and hand washing techniques before entering people's compounds. Um, 
yes, those are some of the adaptations that we've that we've instituted. There's a lot of anxiety around the world uh, around coronavirus, and you know, in Sierra Leone, there's a national, a partial, I should say, national lockdown, um, encouraging people to stay indoors, which um, is not possible for <laughs> a lot of families here. And I was hoping you could share some uh, tips for staying healthy during this period. Yes, absolutely. So again, this um, feeling stress and anxiety, discomfort during these times, I just want to stress that these are completely normal reactions, right? So it's not indicative of people now having a mental health problem. But one thing that could be helpful to remember is to know that you're not alone. And, you know, due to the social distancing that is required um, to fight COVID-19, it is very easy to feel isolated. But for some people, remembering that this distress is kind of communal um, can be helpful. And that also the solutions to this distress can also be found in our community. So by checking in with one another through calls, texts, emails, sharing uplifting stories, um, accurate information around COVID-19. These are things that we can do to support one another to, um, so that we can feel less alone um, and less isolated. Also, for some people, um, COVID-19 has shut down a lot of the systems that we use um, in society. People might not be able to um, work their usual jobs. I know that's not as applicable to the PIH Sierra Leone staff. Um, you know, for the PIH Sierra Leone staff, a lot of us might find like actually renewed purpose and motivation during this pandemic because we know that the work that we're doing is bringing needed health care to so many people in Sierra Leone. But for other people whose jobs may have been adapted or postponed, um, there could be some discomfort around figuring out like what is now my new purpose or functioning during this time period. Um, and sometimes just remembering that doing your part by following the guidelines staying home as much as possible or to yourself as po as much as possible, maintaining appropriate distance from others, that these are actually really vital services that you're providing not only to yourself, but the whole community and to the country. Um, and so this is could be your new purpose for this time period. Um, another tip is that as much as possible, you want to kind of maintain routine within the local guidelines. So maintaining your regular sleep pattern is important, even if you're not leaving the house or your living um, area to go to work. And also keeping up your hygienic practices as much as you can is also important. Um, and you know, just being mindful that even when fetching water or washing clothes, to try to maintain um, social distancing guidelines as much as possible. Um, another tip is to limit your exposure to the news because sometimes that could be anxiety provoking. Um, and so it might be useful to just choose small windows of time to look at the news and to make sure that your news comes from official sources. Um, because looking at stories from unofficial sites can um, worsen your anxiety if the anxiety, if the information is not truthful. Um, another tip is that if you are confined inside to your home, um, try to find 
time and space for some type of physical activity um, within your home or if you're able to go outdoors within local guidelines, just find some time to get some fresh air and, and be outdoors. And um, another thing to remember is self-care. And in terms of self-care, what I mean is finding time to find joy each day. So this looks different for for different people. For some people, it could be listening to music. Other people, it could be praying. For other people, it could be watching a movie. Others, it's just singing to yourself. Whatever it is that provides you joy, to remember what that thing is and to make time for it um, each day if possible. Um, I think also it's important to remember within the context of Sierra Leone specifically that um, COVID-19 could be triggering bad memories or nightmares, flashbacks of Ebola or other communal stressful events that have happened in the country. So, you know, this um, is a response that could happen and it's important to be mindful, therefore, of your stress levels. When feeling overstressed, sometimes it can be helpful to just pause and use what we call a grounding technique. And grounding techniques is where you focus either on your breathing or you focus on touching a nearby surface, something that's in within your immediate physical environment that can bring you back to the present instead of focusing on that bad memory or um, that bad event that, that um, you've been triggered into. Um, also, um, in general, even if COVID-19 doesn't trigger past traumas, it's causing anxiety and panic in everyone, right? So again, it could be useful to um, pause if you're feeling that you're starting to become panicked or over anxious. And if you have a specific project that needs to be done, it could be helpful to kind of break the, that project up into small achievable tasks and then focus on completing that task and do that one by one until you're finished. Um, other ways to combat anxiety are to schedule worry time each day. And so this is when um, you set aside 15 minutes each day that you schedule. And if any worry pops up before that time, you tell yourself, you know what, at five o'clock, I'm going to give myself time to worry all about those things. And then during that those 15 minutes, you really use that time to just go through each of your anxieties, why you're worried over and over and over. And a lot of times people find that at the end of doing that, they don't feel as anxious anymore. And then also within kind of like stress busting techniques, it could be useful to do a meditation or a relaxation exercise to help you remain calm. Amazing. Thanks, Malina, for sharing that. I think there's uh, a lot of tips there that I'm going to apply <laughs> apply for myself um, during this period because it has been, um, you know, I, I think for, for everyone working at, at PIH, it's uh, a reminder of past uh, outbreaks. And, you know, here, obviously, most recent is Ebola. So thank you for, for sharing those tips. Mm -hmm. And full disclosure, to help me address my anxiety about being recorded, I wrote down all of these tips um, so I can share that with you to um, um, give out to staff, too. Oh, that would be, so that'd that be great. It is, uh, is, will be written down in um, numbered format. Awesome. Um, thank you so much. So now you're going to lead uh, 
those of us who are listening through a one-minute guided meditation. Yeah, so what can be helpful um, in order for you to really realize how useful this meditation is, is for um, people to kind of rate their anxiety out of 10 beforehand and afterwards to see how helpful the meditation was. So, John, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you to rate your anxiety out of 10, with 10 being the word, like super anxious and one being not very anxious. What number do you think you are at right now? Um... I'm hovering, I would think, between a six and a seven, I think. And I, I say that recognizing of the, the people who are facing the most risk right now, I'm like, I should be a one. No, a six or seven is perfectly fine. And I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, we feel what we feel. We can't, um, we can't. Uh, control it we just control behavior so it's great that you actually recognize that you're having a six or seven anxiety because that's appropriate you know um and hopefully that this meditation will help to reduce that um so we'll see okay so for this exercise it's helpful we're going to do um deep a deep breathing exercise and when we do deep breathing we want to breathe from the belly so when you inhale, you want to pretend like you're blowing up a balloon in your stomach, right? And sometimes one thing I'll do is I'll place one hand on my belly so that I'm sure that I'm feeling the sensation of my belly expanding and that I'm breathing from my stomach. So we're going to be counting our breaths and we want to focus all our intention on breathing. During this time, other thoughts are going to come to your mind and that's normal. So don't get frustrated by that. Just notice that these thoughts are happening and then return back to the breath as soon as you can. So what we'll be doing is that as you inhale, you silently can think to yourself one. As you exhale, you count two. Inhale three. Exhale, you count four. And we'll do that all the way to 10. And we're going to repeat that three times. For the purpose of this exercise, I'll be counting out loud. But um you don't have to do that when you're doing it on your own. So, John, are you ready? Yes. You got your hand on your stomach? I do. Okay. All right. So, inhale one. Exhale two. Inhale three. Exhale four. Inhale five. Exhale six. Inhale seven, exhale eight, inhale nine, exhale ten. Again, inhale one, exhale two, inhale three, exhale four. Inhale five, exhale six, inhale seven, exhale eight, inhale nine, exhale ten, last time, inhale one, exhale two, Inhale three, 
exhale four. Inhale five. Exhale six. Inhale seven. Exhale eight. Inhale nine. Exhale 10. How did that feel? You know, going into it, I'm not going to lie. I was thinking this is going to be pretty strange to do this recorded with a microphone and everything else. But um, no, it was uh, it was really, really helpful. And I think we're lucky to have your voice leading it because it's so calming and grounding, as, as you mentioned, gra being grounded is an important element to this. So that was great. That's great. Did, did your anxiety levels go down at all? Like right now, how would you rate your anxiety? Uh, way lower. I wish I had done this before I started recording because I <laughs> feel like <laughs> I think some of the tips that, that you provided, I, I think these audio updates in general um, have been an attempt by me to create routine and to have connection with the community around Partners in Health um, that we've built. And I think because I'm not in Kono right now and because it's harder to be present with all staff in meetings and at the hospitals and clinics, um, it's just a good way to, to feel connected and it's a routine um, that's been really helpful to me. So. Yeah, I think finding creative outlets has been a way that I'm I'm coping myself. It's been great. And my anxiety now I would rate very low. Two, three, something like that. I don't know. But much lower. No, that's great. Um, I think, one, I think these audio updates have been a great idea and kind of unifying the whole team. So I think it's helpful for you, but it's helpful for all of us as PH Sierra Leone so we can check in on one another. So thank you for providing this format and doing this. Um, and two, just around the meditation piece, you know, deep breathing is always really great for anxiety because um, it kind of slows down our fight or flight response, which is activated when we're anxious. Um, and also I like it because it's quick and something you can do kind of to yourself. So anytime you're feeling anxious, a lot of times you can kind of do it silently without people knowing. So you don't have to like broadcast that you're feeling anxious too. So I hope people find it useful and I'm glad that you found it useful, John. Thank you so much, Mauna. And I'm sure we'll be checking back in <laughs> with you for more tips and just to hear how the mental health team is doing. Um, but I really appreciate all the time. No problem. Thank you, John. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mauna. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, thank you, Mauna, for joining us. And we'll be sending out a list of tips that Mauna shared by email today. And in addition to that, for Partners in Health Sierra Leone staff members, there are mental health services available to you. I'll be sending out some information about those as well. Um, tomorrow, we'll be joined by Dr. Chembe Kachamanga, our Director of Clinical Programs. He's overseeing the community-based response uh, to COVID-19 in Kono District, so he'll be telling us a little bit about the response so far in the community. Thanks, everyone, and talk to you tomorrow.